Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. Well, good morning. I've been looking forward to getting this series kicked off today. It's a brand new four-part series of messages titled, Good News for a Change, God is Speaking. The title of our first message in this series is, We Need the Good News. And our passage today is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. So I invite you to go ahead and turn there with me in your Bibles. Again, talking about how we need the good news. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. Let me start off by asking you a question today, church. Have you ever thought about how much media you consume every day? Now, I'm talking about everything from text messages to emails uh, to all kinds of screen time, TV time, uh, uh, screen time on your cell phone, screen time on your laptop. How much media do you consume every day? As I researched this week, uh, one source said that the average American consumes about 11 hours of media per day. 11 hours of media per day. On average, Americans send and receive around 3,000 text messages per month. Did you know digital marketing experts estimate that Americans are exposed to around four to 10,000 ads per day? And let's not fail to mention the news messages that travel through our screen time. Can I share with you just a few titles of news articles that I've seen just over the last few weeks. Let me share these with you. And think with me, imagine with me, if you will, where does your mind go when you hear these titles? Uh, what do you feel when you hear the title of these news articles? Here we go. The second Great Depression is here. Social distancing may be normal for five years. Experts warn U.S.-China clash within six months. Pastors stabbed. Shootings and killings surge. Biden, if elected, to ban gas-powered cars. Shut off air conditioners. COVID-19 spreading through air vents. Listen, I don't know about you, but I ain't shutting off my air conditioner. I will take my chances. Uh, here's another one. We are now as far away from the 80s as the 80s were from the 40s. A little, little bit lighthearted there. Now, I'm not saying that all of this is fake news. I'm not saying it's all real news. I am saying, true or false, there's a whole lot of negativity going around. There's a whole lot of fear-driven media circulating around. And I will say that I believe one of Satan's weapons in his arsenal is fear. And I believe that he works through much of our media to spread more fear. And here's why. When people are fearful, they become emotional. And when people are emotional, they make emotional decisions instead of spiritual decisions. Church, let me share some biblical truth with you this morning. God does not want you to live your life driven by fear. 365 times throughout his word, he says, fear not. 
He does not want you to live a life driven by your emotions. He wants you to live a life driven by His Holy Spirit. And you know what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit? It says that when you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit descended upon you and took up residence in your life. And the Bible describes the Holy Spirit this way in 2 Timothy 1.7, that He is not a spirit of fear, but He is a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. And allow me to remind you of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17, which says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, in order for us to understand what the will of the Lord is, in order to make the best use of the time God has given us, in order for us to walk wisely, we must apply Ephesians 6.17, which tells us to take the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. I want to spend the rest of our time together in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, which shares with us in these two verses what I call the real news about God's Word. Now, 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17 says this. If you're looking at the screens this morning, you can follow along there with me. Paul says that all of Scripture, all of Scripture, is breathed out by God, and it is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, for training the man or woman of God in righteousness so that he or she may be complete, not lacking anything, equipped for every good work that God has called them to. The first thing I want you to see this morning about the real news about God's Word is that, first of all, it is good news. It's good news. And it's good news, folks, because it's breathed out by God himself. The Greek word here is theonoustos, which stresses God's divine nature and authority. So what Paul is saying here is that all of Scripture is divine and has great authority because it comes from the one who is divine in nature and is the one who has authority over all. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, when God spoke creation into existence, and on each day of creation, when God would sit back and observe his handiwork, the scripture says that, that God saw that it was good. Well, the Lord has not only spoken creation into existence, he has breathed his word into existence, and that's good news for you and I. Now, in order for you and I to appreciate the weight of this good news, we must first accept and wrap our minds around the bad news. And here's the bad news according to Romans 3.23. Every single one of us sitting here today, we have all fallen short of the glory of God because of our sin. Every single human being on the face of this planet has all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's bad news. Because how we have fallen short of the glory of God, that means 
without a savior, our eternal destination is a real place called hell where there will be eternal condemnation, eternal punishment. Now, because God loved you and I so much, he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, from heaven to earth to live a perfect life, to die a criminal's death on the cross for my sin, for your sin, and to pay our sin debt and go all the way to the grave where he conquered death and hell and rose again so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So the bad news is all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But praise the Lord, we have good news today. And the good news is that the Son of God has come. The Savior has come. And He did not come to seek the righteous. He came to seek the sick. He came to call the sinner and to redeem those who are in need of a Savior. That's the real news about God's Word. That is good news. And according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, not only is it good news, it's profitable news. If you're taking notes, write that down. It's profitable news. There's two principles that can be concluded from Scripture. Life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And the other principle is this. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Do you know what the Bible says about your friends? Uh, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of God, and on his word he meditates day and night. The, the, the blessed person uh, the, the one who walks with the godly, he is wise. Do you know what it says about your thoughts? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Two reasons God's word is profitable here. It tells you what to think on and it warns you in regards who not to walk with. I mentioned thoughts and friends at this point in our message because too many people these days are allowing their thoughts to run rampant with the things of this world instead of the Word of God. James 2.23 says that Abraham was called a friend of God. Well, too many Christians are more friends with the world in 2020 than they are with God. And Paul tells Timothy that his word is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Therefore, not only is it good news, not only is it profitable news, but it's news that you and I must read. Write that down if you're taking notes. The real news about God's Word is it is news that you must read. 
You know, it amazes me at times how much time we will spend reading things that in the long run aren't anywhere near as profitable as the Word of God. Uh, for example, how, how long did you spend reading up and researching your next vehicle purchase? How long do you spend scrolling through social media just reading memes? How long do you read about hunting? How long do you read about the, the best new makeup on the market? How often do you just scroll through Pinterest reading decor ideas or reading about new recipes? And may I go as far as saying, how much time do you spend reading about COVID-19 statistics? Listen, I'm not trying to, to get too much into your business today, but what I am saying is this today, church, and we need to all hear this. Sometimes we spend way too much time in news that doesn't even matter in the long run. And in turn, what we need to do is exchange it for more time in God's news, because God's news is really news that we must read. As I mentioned a moment ago, Paul told Timothy that it's, it's profitable for teaching us, for, for reproof, for correction, for training us in righteousness. And I don't know about you today, but I feel like if God himself has something to teach me, I better read it. If God himself needs to give me reproof or correction, I better listen. If God uses his word to train me in righteousness, then I need to read it. Folks, we must read the Lord's news. We cannot be the people that God is calling us to be without it. We cannot be the people that really the world needs us to be without God's news. The fourth final thing I'll share with you today, church, is that not only is it good news, not only is it profitable news, and not only is it news that we must read, it's news we must share. The real news about God's Word is that it's news we must share. I cannot believe in 2020 how much news I see being shared on social media. I mean, people are clicking the share button left and right on social media outlets. Let me tell you something, folks. There's a lot of news that ain't worth sharing, but God's news is always worth sharing because God's news is the only news that has the power to actually change people's lives. Follow along with me in verse 17. It says, so that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Notice that phrase, man of God. This is interesting to me. That phrase may also be translated messenger of God. So let me read verse 17 with that translation in place. So that the messenger of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Folks, we are all messengers of God. God hasn't just called the preacher or the pastors to be people of God equipped for every good work. He hasn't just called the church staff to be his messengers. He hasn't just called the elders of the church to be his messengers. He has called all of his people to be his messengers. He has called all of his people to be equipped for every good work. We are all part of God's 
royal priesthood. We are all members of his holy nation if we have been born again through the power and grace and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And folks, we must share his good news in both word and deed. The Bible says that we are his ambassadors. Jesus said that our mission is to seek and save the lost, that we are to go into the world making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this assignment to share the good news is not limited to one person or one group. It's a collective effort of all God's people working together as His vessels, as His instruments, as His messengers. And so folks, I want to remind you today, there's lots of bad news circulating around. Lots of negativity. Lots of fear-driven news. Lots of agenda-driven news. But church, let me remind you today, God's Word is good news. And it's the good news that we need. And in a world where there's lots of fake news flying around, God's Word is real news. It's the good news. The good news that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but that God loved us so much that He made a way for us to be restored, to be reconciled back into a relationship with Him. And that good news is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's good news because it's breathed out by God. God has spoken, God is speaking, and God will continue to speak. It's profitable news because God uses it to speak into our lives, to warn us who to not spend time with and who to spend time with. It warns us what to think on and what not to think on. It's news we must read because through his news, God has things that he wants to speak into our lives. He has things he wants to show us, that he wants to teach us. There's reproof that God needs to do. There's correction that must take place. And he wants to use all of it together to train us in righteousness so that we may be equipped and mature, not lacking anything as we go into the world to share his news with other people. Church, in 2020, things may be uncertain. Things may be stressful. Things may look a little different, but do you know one thing that's not different? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As I say often to you, church, and I always will, he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He is the same forever. You know what else hasn't changed? The mission of the church. The mission of the church to this day is still to go into all of the world, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In church, we live in a world today that's divided. And more than ever, a divided world, a divided country, a divided society needs a united church, a church that's banding together to be a city on a hill, to be the salt of the earth and to share the good news of Jesus Christ, the real news of God's word. I'm looking forward to continuing in this series with you. We need good news. We need good news for a change. And the good news is God is speaking and he's speaking through his word. Next week, when we come back together for part two of this message series, 
I'm excited to speak to you about how we need trustworthy news. And God's Word is trustworthy news. In the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about how to better read the news. And then we're going to go into more detail about how to share the news. Let's pray together today. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it's breathed out by you, that it's profitable in the lives of your children for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, not lacking anything, and equipped for every good work. Thank you for your news today, Lord. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.